0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max, and in today's episode, we're going to be covering The Secrets of Dumbledore, which is... um, I don't know if it's called The Secrets of Dumbledore or Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore, but... I mean, all the posters say The Secrets of Dumbledore, so I'm going to go with that. And um, this is the third film in the uh, Fantastic Beasts series, and the Fantastic Beasts series itself is a prequel, or, um, a off series of the, um, of the Harry Potter franchise, and of the Wizarding World, as they call it now, and, um, this movie, um, I gotta say, um, uh, I don't know, I really don't know, uh, the movie stars, of course, Eddie Redmayne and uh, Jude Law and Ezra Miller, who were in the previous films. And uh, the newcomer, of course, is Mads Mickelson due to the controversy of uh, uh, surrounding Johnny Depp's uh, current predicament. Uh, by the way, side note, I'm all Team Johnny in that whole situation. But um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this as this movie goes, I was never really a fan of the Fantastic Beasts movies. The first movie was pretty good, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That was okay. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, The The Crimes of Grindelwald, despite Johnny Depp's good performance, that movie was not as good, and I didn't think it was all that great. And now this movie, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it's it's as bad as The Crimes of Grindelwald, but it's not as good as the first film either. Uh, however, Mads Mickelson is good in this movie. Um, he makes the movie watchable. It's presentable. It's entertaining in a way that is both, um, it's both visually mesmerizing and things like that. It has a lot of the earmarks of the later Harry Potter films, like after Chamber of Secrets, they started to get a little bit more darker and grittier to whereas, uh, the first two movies were more of kind of like, you know, like family adventures and things like that. Fantastic Beasts did the same thing. The first, uh, Where to Find Them was was pretty good. It kind of kept that same tone, the family-friendly friend, friend, family uh, tone and earmarks and fluidity to it. The Crimes of Grindelwald tried to go into that darker tone like a lot of sequels do, and it didn't work, despite a great performance from Johnny Depp. But Secrets of Dumbledore... <coughs> Secrets of Dumbledore was just it's like they didn't really know where they were going to go with it. You know, the the tone and the 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 direction seem a little bit off. I mean, there it's noticeable because if you look at the character of Grindelwald, he's been played by three different characters within this universe. In part 1, he was played by um uh technically he was played by Colin Farrell. Now he does morph into uh, Johnny Depp's character, which is why we see him in uh, Crimes of Grindelwald in the second one with the all-white face and the all-white hair. And then in this one it's a little bit different. Uh, he's played by uh, Mads Mickelson in a vastly different performance. It's a little bit different, you know. Johnny Depp's performance in The Crimes was a little bit kind of on the edge. Kind of like an out-there type character to whereas um... To whereas um, Mads Mickelson's performance was more slick back and more characteristic. Like his persona and his aura matched Jude Law as Dumbledore. The nice guy, the good looking guy with the three piece suit and everything like that. So rather than looking like a polar opposite, you know, kind of like the whole Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort type thing, it kind of, you know, it's kind of something similar. Two guys who kind of look the same on the outside but have different motives and things like that. I think what it, what it reminded me of was the relationship between Professor Xavier and um and Magneto. They want the same goals. They just have different they have different looks, outlooks on the rest of the world. They want to protect you know the humans. They want to protect the mutant community, but they have different ways of doing that. I think the same way that we see Grindelwald and uh, Dumbledore is kind of the same thing. They look, as, they look at the wizarding world as something that has to be remotely exclusive. But at the same time, their outlooks on the muggle world is a little bit different. And that's where I kind of... That's where the dichotomy comes through and things like that. Um, I don't know, man. I think other than Mads Mikkelsen's performance, there's really not a whole lot to say about this movie. There's a couple of cool parts in this movie. Uh, I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding Ezra Miller right now, and I honestly hope he kind of gets through it because uh, I think he's a damn good actor. If you've ever seen movies like *Perks of Being a Wallflower* uh, or even his his run as Barry Allen as the Flash, um, I mean the guy's got something there. But you know, despite his you know recent recent troubles. I mean it's only going to go downhill from here you know the same thing with Johnny Depp Johnny Depp's my only issue that Johnny Depp's thing they kind of cut him off right as everything started to whereas you know Ezra, at this point Ezra Miller's off you know you know behind the scenes stuff is just you know all over the place to whereas Johnny Depp is barely starting now it's like you know they should have got rid of Ezra Miller first and then kind of kept Johnny Depp. Like Ezra Miller is a good actor, and he should be eating up the screen like he normally does. But he's not, you know. It's it's kind of like you have all these great actors in the movie, and yet they're kind of sides. They're kind of like stepping stones. It's like they're there for prop only. It's like you have a great actor in your movie, but yet you're not using them. You're not using them correctly. I don't know this. The secrets of Dumbledore. I don't know where they were trying to go with it. I have no idea what the intent purpose was of it. I feel like this was just a cash grab. Um, like I said, that first Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was probably the only good movie in that in this trilogy. Uh, I'm hoping this is the end of it. I, but you could be wrong because you know a lot of you know if this movie makes enough money, which I doubt it will because everybody's saying that um, you know it, it it didn't even it has the lowest opening out of all. The Fantastic Beast films and of the Harry Potter films, and you know that that sucks. You know, the Harry Potter films were full of wonder and amazement. Fantastic Beasts should have been the same thing, but told in a different light, like from somebody else's point of view. The thing with like Fantastic Beasts is that because it's a spin-off, you're supposed to show us stuff that we either have never seen before or have seen, but just in a different light. Like when you try to make a cinematic universe the idea is to kind of follow the same tempo as the, the universe itself yes it's okay to have wizards and all this other thing like the first fantastic beast felt like a monster hunt you know kind of like um kind of like monster hunter you're looking for these monsters and everything like that within the wizarding world that is cool that says something that is something that you can honestly get behind but where the movie kind of falls apart Well, honestly, where the trilogy falls apart is when they change tempos and go into something else. It's like they have all these characters who are connected to Harry Potter. And because some of the critics said, well, it didn't really connect to Harry Potter. So let's connect it back to Harry Potter. They tried to do that and it didn't work. Like, yes, the Grindelwald stuff was there. Yes, the the origin of Dumbledore was there. But it's like we didn't necessarily need that. We didn't need that because if we needed that, we could have just had like an Albus Dumbledore solo movie. You know, but like... I don't understand why they try to take fan-favorite characters. Like they when they do a spin-off, they take fan-favorite characters who either not all that interesting or if you've read the books, you kind of know what their uh you kind of know what their um their history is and you just want to see it brought to the big screen. I don't necessarily think that should be it. If anything, a Dumbledore origin or, you know, uh, like an origin of somebody within the wizarding world, yeah, that's fine, but they should go the disney plus route and make it like a series because i mean come on who wouldn't watch that on hbo max and uh things like that they have all the harry potter films they have the first two fantastic beast films on hbo max so it's like warner brothers is just it's like they're making they're making movies with the properties they have just so they can keep the property it's like that that's that's a cash grab it, it, it doesn't work fox tried to do that with fantastic four it didn't work sony's definitely trying to do it with Spider-Man, which is why they keep coming out with all these fucking, uh, spin-offs and animated series, and it's like, come on, man, you, Morbius was okay, but it wasn't that good, Venom 1 and 2 was okay, but they weren't that good, the last good movies that Sony had, and I said this in the Morbius review, the last good movie, superhero movie that Sony had, that was not animated, was, um, Spider-Man 2, and that was back in 2005, they haven't had a good Spider-Man run since, I mean, Fox kept going with X-Men because, you know, they did get good, but then they got bad. You know, X-Men 1 and 2 were good. X-Men 3 and X-Men Origins was horrible. X-Men First Class was good. X-Men Days of Future Past was good. Apocalypse was okay. And then Dark Phoenix was terrible. It's like, they they these studios don't really understand. Fantastic Beast. Where to Find Them, was really good. It was entertaining for what it was. It... You know, it it has that certain earmarks of Harry Potter, but it still tries to be its own story. Crimes of Grindelwald was a huge left turn and it didn't work because now you're just going backwards. You're like, all right, now we got to tell a dark, gritty tale about a character within the wizarding world. And that doesn't necessarily work every single time. Um, Secrets of Dumbledore was like supposed to be this epic fucking conclusion, but nobody really cared by then. You know, it's like what Disney did with Star Wars. They had us hooked with the Force Awakens And it kind of paid tribute to the original Star Wars But then when Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker came out Everybody had kind of lost interest by then And there might be some diehard fans Of the Fantastic Beasts franchise in that series Who may enjoy the movie But as a majority they're going to be disappointed Because it's like This did not go the way it was supposed to Um, The movie is not terrible by any means uh, but it's not good by any means either. It's watchable. But to be honest, it, it I doubt this movie is going to have any rewatchability. Like, to be honest, Crimes of Grindelwald was good if you have never seen it. Like, you can watch it one time and you'll probably not watch it again. You know, the Harry, some of the Harry Potter films don't have rewatchability. Like, to me, in my personal opinion, Harry Potter and the... Um, Harry Potter and the, uh... I think it's the Half-Blood Prince. In my opinion, that was probably the worst one out of all the Harry Potter films. Because it's... it It is... It's, it's, um... Not because nothing happens in the movie. But it's because it feels like that. It feels like... The movie is kind of just trying to be different. It's trying to... It's trying to be something that it's not. It's trying to tell a story. And basically kind of like what Captain Marvel and Black Panther did it's getting us hyped up for what is about to happen it's getting us hyped up for the Deathly Hollows. and that's you know that's kind of what it is and things like that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was a good start it, it felt like it was a good way to start this something new but then you know I guess they listened to the fans or they listened to the critics or whoever and said we need more of a Harry Potter connection that the crimes of Grindelwald and the secrets of Dumbledore kind of came in and it was like, oh man, what are you doing now? And it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Crimes of Grindelwald was very disappointing. Secrets of Dumbledore was also disappointing. Um, I don't, I don't want to say I don't recommend it, but in my personal opinion, you know, if you do happen to go watch this movie, uh, I mean, it's just gonna, it, it might disappoint you and it might, um, it might be just. It might be better to wait for this movie to come out like on a streaming service rather than spending money to go see it in the theater. And that's, it is what it is. So we're just going to go ahead and leave it at that. But anyways, guys, that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. Um, Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, the Madhouse 21, Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, odyssey iheartradio pandora wherever you get your podcast from uh be on the lookout for more episodes as they drop uh the um if you guys heard my review for moon Knight, uh i'm here to i'm telling you right now i'm going to confirm right now that um next week when the is the final episode of moon Knight because episode five came out yesterday so episode six will be the final episode uh next week i will be dropping the Caesar uh series finale for moon Knight, as well as i will try to be dropping a uh review of both the first doctor strange and of course the multiverse of madness that's all going to come out next week uh so be on the lookout for that be on the lookout for more stuff as they come out this week uh i do have a couple of um reviews for films that came out i think they came out uh last year that i wanted to cover um <clears throat> so be on the lookout for those and uh just be on the lookout for more episodes as they drop. I will be trying to cover more series because with my new schedule on hand I'm able to uh have a little bit more free time. So there's a couple of series that I do want to cover because I have covered you know obviously I'm covering Moon Knight, I covered Bel Air, I covered uh Pam and Tommy, I covered a lot of series. So if you guys have any series that you guys want me to check out, uh, you know, send me a line on the uh On uh, social media, you know, I'm all for recommendations and things like that. But anyways, guys, uh, follow the podcast and stay tuned for the next episode. And of course, embrace your inner madness.